All righty, here we go. Hey, mamas, thank you so much for tuning in for our Empowered Mama segment. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing fellow Empowered Mama and longtime friend, Julia Gartner, the owner of Hudson Valley Family Doulas. Julia describes herself as a crunchy mama who loves serving others. She's passionate about all things birth and American Sign Language. She is a mama to a beautiful baby girl, wife, and entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining us today, Julia. We're so excited to talk with you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for you for this podcast and also just to, you know, share all the doula love and hopefully educate some people and inspire as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. I know that um, when I was when I was pregnant, I spoke with you, I confided in you that I was like, oh man, I wish I had a doula like throughout my pregnancy, although my husband was great, but it was definitely something that was so needed. And I feel, I felt the need to kind of tell other mamas the importance of it, because when you're able to prepare for yourself, you're able to advocate for yourself and it leads to, a, a, you know, a smoother birth all around. So yeah. my question for you, and I feel like you've probably heard this question like a thousand million times okay. is what's the difference between a doula and a midwife? Yes, that's a great question. And it's a, actually a common misconception. A lot of people think they're kind of the same thing or whatever. So how I like to describe it is that a midwife is medical. So a midwife is your primary care physician. So they are who you go to for all of your checkups, your appointments. Um, they do all the physical medical things. Um, a doula is more educational they are physical but not in the like they don't check your cervix they don't do anything with your body in that aspect it's more of like massage and uh, movement techniques comfort measures that kind of thing um so we're educational we're physical and we're also emotional support so we work really nicely in tandem with midwives um we're kind of like your best friend we're a pregnant woman's best friend so that we help you with you know any questions any fears you know we walk through we unpack everything um, and we go over your birth wishes and we just kind of help you alongside of a midwife. But that's not to say that we only work with midwives. Um, I've worked with many OBGYNs as well. So we're just kind of um, a complimentary service um, to your primary care physician. That's a good way of explaining it. Cause I know that I never knew what a doula was prior to speaking with you about it. And like, cause I had a midwife, but although she was someone who I felt I had a kind of a little more intimate um, experience with than I would at an OBGYN. I, you know, I was able to ask her questions. She also informed me of a lot of things like the unknowns of pregnancy that I feel like we're not really taught about. So she opened my eyes to a lot of things. So I was able to research different, um, you know, experiences and whatnot, but I felt like talking to you with the doula work, the doula aspect of things, it even, it like gave me even more like wealth of knowledge on um, the practices and things like that and how you can uh, do different, you know, do different ways of even moving. I feel like a lot of moms don't even know that they're able to move once they're in a hospital room, they think they have to like stay on the bed or, you know, they don't know those things, you know? So I felt that that's a, a very helpful way of um, explaining it. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. So but I know that um, with you, I know that you became a doula before even becoming a mama. So what prompted you to go into that direction of getting your doula certification? Was it something you've always 
love to do. And like, I know you personally, so I like, I know that you've always loved babies, but what was like the, the, like, what was like the nail, the, what is it like the hammer on the nail that said like, you know what, I'm going to definitely go through with this. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Cause like you said, I've always been baby obsessed. Like if anybody <laughs> has a baby, like just give me the child. Um, and ever since I was a baby, like oddly enough, like I was that weird seven-year-old, like pushing my little sister around the complex, probably like not appropriate, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, or, like changing her diaper in the parking lot, yeah. like who does that at seven years old? Um, so I've always had this, uh, innate, like mothering, nurturing inside of me, um, for children. And then as I got older, I've always just been drawn to birth is so fascinating to me. The pregnant body is beautiful and just everything that we encompass, it's just so magical to me. Um, and then of course the postpartum period is such a precious, vulnerable, beautiful time. And then that's the rest of your life, right? So all of that and just being able to serve families was something that I, it just like, I always knew, kind of knew it was there, but like you said, until I learned what a doula was, I was like, ooh, that I, I've kind of been a doula. I've been like an unofficial doula and I didn't even realize it. You know what I mean? Um, and then I also, um, not to get off tangent a little bit, but I also advocate and love um, American Sign Language and deaf, deaf individuals and that type of thing. So originally I was thinking, oh man, I would love, the deaf community is so small. I would love if I could be a doula, like, you know, combine those two passions, be a doula for the deaf. I would love that. And so I do offer that service if there's any deaf or hard of hearing individuals that really want to have a doula and have that support. Um, I'm there for them for that, you know, language access as well as, you know, other things too. Um, but I'm not just a, a doula for the deaf, I'm also a doula for everybody. So whatever walk of life you come from, I'm just here to support you and whatever your wishes are so that you have the best birth and postpartum period possible. But that's kind of how it came about for the deaf. And then I was like, oh, I could do this for everybody. I love it, you know? Yeah, you just kind of, it just like fell, it just fell into place. The start yeah, line and brought you to where you needed to be supernatural yeah it just felt right it just was kind of flowed that way and I was like oh this is such a beautiful new chapter of life that I'm just I've just been so excited to explore so yeah that's amazing um so I actually had posted a video recently about questions to ask your uh mostly like your midwife or you know OBGYN like you're a prenatal practitioner what's something that moms can kind of what are what are some questions that moms can kind of ask doula when they're looking for a doula to um to decide on that going that route what would you recommend yeah so some basic questions i would definitely uh, some moms have an, a, a picture perfect clear idea of what they want their birth to look like right and and like i say these are birth wishes because as you know anybody who's gone yeah. through it it's very <laughs> unpredictable like you don't really know the baby decides your body decides you can have yeah. these this plan but you're, you're just kind of a vessel. You're along for the ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just being open-minded and flexible is the most important thing. Um, but if you have an idea of like, okay, I really want to go for an unmedicated vaginal birth, or you know what? I'm not, I don't want that. Um, I really would like a plan C-section or I really want a home birth or whatever that looks like for you. Definitely asking your doula um, if they have experience in that type of birth. Okay. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that they, if they don't have experience, they won't be great. I've actually found new doulas to be super motivated and passionate and hungry because they're new and they're so excited, you know? Um, but of course, then there are experienced seasoned veteran doulas who have seen it all, done it all. And, you know, you might want somebody and feel more comfortable with someone who has that level of expertise. So it just kind of depends. So I would ask if they have, um, experience in that type of birth. 
Um, I would also interview multiple doulas. I tell everyone this, make sure you are interviewing, you know, maybe around three or so you don't want to get crazy with it, but interview a few of them because you have to make sure that you, you vibe well, that the energy is there, that you feel comfortable, you know, like you kind of know when you meet someone, you know, that, that little, that inside of you is like, mm, I don't really like this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you're like, Oh, like I loved her. She was great. You know what yeah. I mean? And you want to have that feeling because you're going to birth the best and have the best birth experience when you feel the most comfortable and at ease with your birth team. And so this person is going to be in there and while you're vulnerable, while you're, you're naked, while you're, you know, all everything's let, you know, hanging loose. And so you want to make sure that you feel super comfortable, not only physically, but also you know, emotionally yeah, and spiritually so you can, you can cry in front of them and that you don't feel any sort of reservation because then that is going to hold up your birth a little bit on some level possibly. So interview all the doulas. Um, yeah. And I think those are some good questions to start with. Um, and obviously, you know, on the more logistical side and the more practical side, I should say, making sure that the doula is in close proximity to you um, and or where you're birthing, because you don't want to get someone who obviously is like three hours away. And then by the time you get there, it's like, oh, I had the baby. You know yeah. what I mean? So, <laughs> my luck, that would happen. <laughs> we don't want that. So we want to make yeah. sure that they are uh, in close proximity to you so that they can get to you at a, at a, a reasonable time, you know? So, yes, no, that I, I was cracking up because that was something that I, number one, I like that you called it a birth, a birth team because it takes literally a village. It takes a team to not only support the mama, support the partner, so, you know, just be there through it all leading up to when the baby's there, you know, when the baby arrives and I feel like there are a lot of mamas who experience um feeling kind of like left out because everyone's so focused on just the baby and of course like of course you want to like love on the baby and, and whatnot but mamas need love too so I love that you said the birth team because it's so true and all I know is that with my birthing experience it was not delightful at all and it was mostly because of what you explained like one of the things was like being like exposed and that was something I'm like can you close the curtain like the whole team yeah. and the birthing and uh, in uh, the birthing center that I was in, it was really like a hospital room, but they called it a birthing center. Yeah. Um, but they kept like leaving the door open, leaving the, the curtain open. And my like boobs are hanging out. I'm like, yeah. like, come on. It was just like not a pleasant experience. And I felt because of that, I was super stressed and I, it like held me back on even being able to get comfortable to dilate. I was stressing about things like that instead of focusing on, what was actually happening, you know? So I think with everything you explained, I'm like, whoo, child, I definitely, I'm going that route with the doula. And I feel, I'm actually interviewing a doula today um, who is close Hi. proximity. Obviously I know I have you, but you're on your way to another state, being states away. So yeah, but you know, I know I can call you to, to ask you the questions, the important oh, yeah, questions. Of course. Um, yeah, make use all those tips and make sure whoever like you said whoever you you hire that you feel so comfortable with because and like you said and also that your your partner feels comfortable with too so you want to make sure that your husband you know vibes with this person too because they're there not just for you like you said you're, they're also there for your partner and you know you know your partner's there in, in it with you some of them want to be super involved some don't and you want to make sure that you guys are on the same page as far as like what his role is and the doula is never there they, they should never be there to replace your partner's role they're there to kind of enhance that partnership already, you know, and maybe he's starving because he's been squeezing your hips for 12 hours. And she's like, let me go and run and get you some coffee and something to eat. You know what I mean? And he's like, thank God. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like we're there to help, like you said, the whole team, we work together. So 
Yeah. We called him daddy doula because he really like was on it, but it was very difficult because we didn't have, we thought that our staff, like the medical staff would be a little more hands-on because we had a midwife and she was like all about it in the beginning. And then at the hospital, she did like a 180. So, you know, the whole story, it was just wild. But, um, so that's, I think that's like you said, having this idea of what the perfect birth would be. And then when you're actually going through it, it's completely different. It's a wild card. I mean, you you can set yourself up up for as much success of what you want as possible, but you have to, you have, this is what I can't stress enough is that you have to be as open to the possibilities as possible because you just don't know. I mean, the baby's on its journey. And like I said, you're along for the ride. So the, the, the less in control you, you try to be, the better your birth experience will be. Just kind of try and go with it. I know it's easier said than done when you're like going through labor and you're like, ah, get this baby out, you know, but trying your best to just kind of, that's why having a, a strong birth team and relying on them is so important to help like recenter you and focus you like, okay, this is what we want. This is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, yeah. a marathon. it's a marathon. Did you have a doula when you gave birth? Oh yeah, yeah. I had a. I did not doula myself. Mm-mm. Imagine you're like massaging your own hips. <laughs> <laughs> like and a I, massage. <laughs> I know, no. I and it's funny too because even though I had already been um, a practicing doula, I think for about a year before I had the baby, my baby, um, I I knew like my, like it's different. Like you know when your professional hat is on and then your mom hat is on. I was like, is this normal? Even though my doula head was like, this is normal. My mom brain was like, is this normal? Because I'm a you know first time mom birthing. Yeah. And so I was I knew I was like I need to have my own doula. So I had a birth doula and then I also had a postpartum doula too. Oh, and amazing! They were both they were two different individuals for you know I just felt you know each one would be better in each role and they were both phenomenal. And I can I can wholeheartedly say that. Um, of course, my husband and my midwife were amazing, but my doula was so, so instrumental in just like helping to change the environment and and position changes. And even as little, little things like music, you know, like I, I was playing some, I don't know, some like mellow music. And she was like, we, I had been in labor for, you know, you already know, like seven days. She's yeah. like, we need to like put on some pump up. Like we need to open the blinds, let's put some music on, let's get you pushing, like, let's go, you know? And yeah. I didn't even, when you're in labor land, you don't even think about these things. You're like, okay, whatever. You know, exactly. so you need those people there to remind you like, this is, this is what you kind of want, or maybe we should try these things to help facilitate, you know, get things on the road. So, yeah. You know. So when do you recommend, um, when do you recommend even interviewing for doulas? Like let's, like when you find out you're pregnant, when should you start the, the search for a doula for your prenatal care, labor delivery and postpartum work? Like how, when did you start? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, because I'm, I'm a little like, oh, um, I started like, I think I had my hire, my doula hired by 12 weeks. Wow. Okay. That's just me. And I, and plus again, I'm in the birth space. So I was so excited to like have my own doula, you know? Yeah. Um, but you don't need to have one that early for sure. Um, I've had people call me when like me, when they're newly, newly pregnant, I've had people call me in the middle. I've had people call me, they're like days and they're like, I'm about to pop. Can I still get a doula? I'm like, of course you can. Like, yes, a hundred percent. You should have a doula. Yeah. You know, so there's really not a bad time or it, it, it's any time that's comfortable for you. Um, it, you know, the earlier you do hire one, like we said, you will have more access to prenatal care, depending on what they're, you know, uh, what kind of services they offer. Like I know for us, um, I'm available for you, you know, up until I think it's like 37 weeks, you can text me during business hours, you can email me, you can call me like I'm, I'm literally like your best friend in your back pocket where if you're like, this feels weird, what's going on, you know, I'll help walk you through that or, um, you know, uh, this, 
the midwife or the, or the OB said, you know, we may have to start thinking about induction. You know, what, what, what do you think? I don't know. I've never done this before. What do you think? You know, and I help talk you through what are the benefits? What are the risks? You know, all, all that stuff so that you can make an informed decision. Cause that's the biggest thing as far as the educational aspect for a doula is I want to make sure you have informed consent. I want you to know, you know, you have choices. You are the boss. This is your birth, your baby, your way. Right. So a lot of women don't realize that they have that option that, you know, you have freedom of choice over your body. They're just not educated and they don't know that they have those choices, you know? So of course you go to a doctor and they tell you these things and let's say they're like, okay, got to get induced. Uh, you're 40 weeks time to get induced. But, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. All right. I don't know. You know, and yeah. maybe that's what you want. Cool. But maybe you don't really want that, but you feel a little pressured because you're listening to the advice of the professional. Right. And yes, I'm not a doctor, you know, not medical, anything like that, but I do have a lot of knowledge in my head where I could say, hey, this is what it's looking like for your case specifically. Here are the benefits if you, in, if you induce. Here are the risks if you induce. Here's what happens if you do nothing. Um, you know, and we walk through that so that you can make an informed decision and you know, ultimately make the best educated decision for you and your baby because you, know, you don't want to be strong-armed into something where, or, or later on feel like, damn, I wish somebody would have told me I, like, mm -hmm. I could have had that option. You know, like a lot of people just don't know. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I, I know that when I had the epidural, because I, I wanted an unmedicated birth, of course, I wanted it to be like natural. And listen, after after laboring for 13 hours straight, I was like, you know what? And I wasn't dilating. I was like stuck. I was like, come on, just do it. Let's do it. And then once I had that, like they didn't give me options like, oh, do you want to walk an epidural? Do you want, you know, where you're going to be sitting on the, on the bed all this time? They didn't give me those options. They just kind of like gave me like the, I guess the routine one that goes in your back and you're like, you don't feel your legs after that. And then once it started wearing out, I have, I have severe back issues, like lower back issues. So my back was on fire. I was like in excruciating pain and from laying there in that same position for so long, it was like super painful and I want, I needed to like roll to the side or something. And like the nurses were like, no, you can't. And I, I didn't even listen to them. I got up and, and did it. I didn't care. I was like, what are you going to do? Arrest me right now? Like, I'm literally about like, no, I'm not staying lane here. I was probably just one of those patients that they were like, just get this girl out. Because I was like, no, I'm moving. Like my back is in so much pain. And I did, I literally got, I, I was like, I won't get off the bed. Cause I understand I, I could be a fall risk, but I stayed on the bed, but I got on like all fours and, and that alleviated the pain that the pressure that was on my back. And, you know, in that moment, my husband's like, just following along. Cause you know, if they don't listen to you, you're just like, oh, oh. so <laughs> he was like, whatever you gotta do, babe, I got you. So, you know, we, we did that, but I think that it had, I had someone there who could have advocated for me, they, you know, a doula could have been like, well, no, we're, we're, you know, I'm going to be here with her. I'm going to help her move, whatever the case. Like, so I just know that it would just ease a lot of that pressure, that stress. That's like, like you said, things that you're not even thinking about. And you do feel pressure when you're there. Cause now you're like, this is what's best for my baby. That's what they're telling me. And it doesn't even leave you with a choice to make your own decision. And that's like you said, you get that feeling that mama instinct, you know, so that's, yeah, that's, that's great, great advice. And I love that you brought up that, that you were like, you know, F that I'm going to move to my side. Like, you know, your body best. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows you more than you. Yes. You know what I mean? So you're the expert on you. So if you felt in that moment, like, I really got to shift my body. I really got to, of course yeah. you can move your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also something else I want to point out is that 
you always have an option. If it's a true medical emergency, there won't even be time for, for you to be like, oh, what can I do? Like crash cart, they're running in, they're running a code, like you're being wheeled to the OR. You know what I mean? There's not even an option for you. That's like, of course, and thank God we have medical staff for that, you know, saving your life, saving your baby's life, if God forbid it goes that way. However, if, if they're just kind of like, all right, we, you know, we really need to induce you. Unless it's a medical emergency, you always have time to make an informed decision. Always. You could, you could say, and, and this is a lot of advocacy work is what we do with our clients too. You could, you know, help them finding their voice saying to them, Hey, can I just have a moment with my birth team? Can I have a moment with my husband? Can I have a moment with my wife? Can I have a moment with my doula? Can you just give me a minute so that we can go over this? Um, and then we, we can congregate, figure things out, go back, ask questions. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a team effort. It's not just like whatever you say goes, you know? So I just want to make sure people out there know that because a lot of people don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of people don't. And I, I feel like I, I would consider myself to be pretty informed. Like I, I read a lot, I researched a lot and there was just still so much that I didn't know. So I can, and I know, you know, we've, I like, I'm sure you've experienced people other mamas like this too who like don't want to read anything because they're like no just gonna go with whatever the doctor said and that's okay too but it's also good to know that you have those options yes 100 percent. there are those people out there that are i did have a client once that was like i don't want to know nothing i don't want i just want to go this is i don't even have a plan just get the baby out yeah. you know of course <laughs> like i'm not like shoving informed consent down their throat. I, I go with what your flow is. So whatever makes you comfortable, whatever you're happy with, I support you, you know, you and what you want. But, um, and if that's what you want, cool. You know, we just kind of go with it. Um, just have to kind of know the kind of person that you are and, and just cater to that. So. Of course. So my question, I have another question for you. So how has your doula work reflected in your mamahood? Oh goodness. That's a great question in so many ways. So I guess I'll answer that on a more personal and then a professional aspect of it. So personally, um, it definitely, I mean, I love that I was a trained birth and postpartum doula before I actually even had babies. And, and some people might think that's strange. Like you haven't even had a baby and you're a doula, you know, but I think actually that's, that could be a wonderful thing because you have a clean slate. You're not going in with any baggage from your own birth and like, Oh, it might go this way. It might do that. Like you're just there. You're focused on your client. Right. So I love that. I had all those uh, tools in my toolbox. I had that experience. I had the education so that when it came time for me to have my own baby, I had that, like I said, but I also was a new mom too. So, I mean, it's just made me a little bit more patient. Obviously I'm more educated. So I, I know certain things when I, even when I go to my pediatrician's office and they say things, I'm like, Oh, I know what they're talking about because I'm educated, you know, and I've experienced those types of things. So I guess on a personal level, the education has been invaluable for me. And then on, on a professional level, um, you know, I was attending births and doing postpartum work before. And then when I got, I got pregnant just before the pandemic hit. And so I kind of just, you know, stayed home, relaxed throughout the pandemic, worked from home, which was beautiful. Um, and I'm still at home. So now I'm actually outsourcing since I'm a mom, I can't. And my daughter is, um, she's still nurses on demand. So yeah. wherever my, I have to go, wherever she is, my boobs have to go. <laughs> yeah. You know? so I, can't, I can't just be like, Oh, I, you know, when you're doing birth work, you know, it's like a doctor, you're on call, you have to be there. So, um, I haven't been able to be back on the field yet, which I do miss, but it is obviously a beautiful thing being home with my baby. So I've been, um, I created my business to be more of an agency type of, um, thing so that I can outsource work and give other doulas work too, through my agency, but still be a part of that birth world, which has been really nice. So, um, so yeah, that's how mamahood has kind of influenced the business so far. 
That's awesome. So if uh, if a, a potential client comes to you and calls you and says, hey, I'm due such and such state, um, you then go through like your your like uh, index of people of doulas and kind of match them and we'll refer them to said doula. Exactly. Awesome. And they have the chance to interview them and make sure, like I said, everything I said in the beginning, make sure they vibe with them, that they they like them, that they want to work with them. Um, and if they don't, cool, I'll match you with another doula. You know, like I want to make yeah. sure the, the birthing mommy is comfortable and happy. That's my biggest That's thing. awesome. I feel like that's such a great um, tool because I, you know, like when you're looking for a potential uh, doula or, or, and or midwife or, you know, practitioner or whatever, you know, like you go on Google and it's like, who do I pick? Who do I, how do I know? So it's good that you can kind of go to you. It's like a one-stop shop almost where you already have this like, uh, list of people you're like okay I know that you can meet with me and you can be like you know what I think this person would be great for her or exactly. etc cetera, et cetera. so that's awesome yeah that's so amazing and I, I love that for you thank you especially because I know like your journey through it all so that's just yeah. it's crazy. a blessing that you've been able to shift yes yes that's great. what you have to do just keep shifting keep changing keep flowing <laughs> especially with like in this day and age you just gotta kind of go with what works right yeah, I feel you. And with mamahood and especially the breastfeeding on demand, I know I did it for two years myself. Yeah. Whoo, child. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's another full-time job. It really yeah. is. It really is. And if my husband ever like makes a comment about whatever, like you'll be like, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm building a whole foot right now. Like don't exactly. talk to me about being tired. <laughs> exactly. What did you do today? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I was breastfeeding too. Like, I'm like, do you understand that when you're producing milk, it's taken up this much amount of energy. And I, and I would be like, I'm like that person. And he's like, all right, all right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, we got to do what's best for our babies. So that's what, that's what matters most. Right. Yeah. So my final question for you is what is some advice that you can offer mamas? Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh my goodness, there's so much, but I would say probably the biggest one would be, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, I know sometimes for myself, I could be a little prideful and I'm like, I got this. I'm good. You know, super mom, super woman. Um, but that's, that's like a Disney story in my head. You know what I mean? Which shame on you, Disney, for putting that in my head, right? Expecting all these things, but, but it's true. You know, like I, I look around and and even before I had my baby, before I was a doula, I remember asking women who who were wives and mommies and, and working and all those things. I was like, what's the secret? Like, how do you do it all? Like, I literally was so confused. I'm like, but how do you make sure your house is always clean and there's always food in the fridge and a cooked meal and the kids are in bed on time and the, and you do yoga and you and and you and then you have sex like how do you have time to do all these things you know what i mean and and still be like oh. and still have the energy for it all yeah. yeah and and people and honestly people were like they were like i don't or you know right like straight up they're like yeah. i don't or um or you outsource. So I, for me, the biggest thing, like I said, when I bringing it back to the doula work, I wasn't going to doula myself. Um, I hired, a, I outsourced a doula, a birth doula. I outsourced a postpartum doula. I knew I had a clear vision of what I wanted my postpartum period to look like. I wanted to be in a bubble, not because of COVID, just because I, I knew that time is so sacred and so, so intimate, so personal, so vulnerable, and so fast that I really wanted to just soak that all in and just heal, bond, 
and and just you know love on my baby and, and just be yeah. in our bubble. So I hired a postpartum doula to do those things, to cook for us, to clean up around the house for us, to take care of the baby, take the baby in so that me and my husband can take a nap together. Yeah. Um, let the dogs out, you know, like little things. Um, so as far as doula work, don't be afraid to outsource. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to have paid hired help. We just happen to live in an area where you don't have any friends or family that's local to us, you know? So if I did, I probably would go that route of asking, you know, like for a meal train or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, having that was invaluable to me. You know, you may have an awesome mother and mother-in-law, you may have great sisters. You may, you may have an awesome village mm -hmm. and you can rely on them, which is great. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You may also have a village that you don't want to rely on, that you're like, my mother is very judgmental and I don't feel like hearing that my nipples look weird today. And I should be doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you may, some people actually are like, yeah, I have a mom, but I kind of would like to hire someone who doesn't know me like that this way they, you know, because you're paying them and they're there for you. They're not there to give unsolicited advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is that enough milk? You sure that was enough milk for the baby? Right, exactly. Like, if you feel hungry, or you, oh, you, you really should burp them this way, or really, yeah. And you're new; you're trying to figure things out. You're, yeah, your, your hormones are crazy. You know what I mean? That's why the postpartum period to me, I'd almost argue, is is a little bit more not more important, but more. It just more encompasses so much more because it's like all that newness, and then it's the rest of your life, right? Yes. So, um, I would just say, don't be afraid to ask for help and outsource anything you know, anything. It could be some people want to outsource their housework so that they could spend more time with their children. For some people, housework is therapeutic for them, right? They're like, I love doing my dishes and just the, the monotony of like folding laundry and putting on my headphones and listening to some music and then having someone take care of my child. Like right now we're doing this. I'm sorry if you hear my daughter down there. It's her, bed, it's her nap time. But you know, she's with the babysitter right now and I'm able to, you know, do this with you, which is amazing. You know, so yes. it's just being being, um, I guess, humble enough, which isn't hard to do, but being humble enough to ask for help when you need it. Um, and it looks different for everybody. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. So important. I, we recently hired um, a part-time sitter just because I was like, listen, I don't know how, we, how we'll budget this, but we're going to figure it out because I just needed those couple of hours to myself and just to be able to, you know, get on these calls and be able to take a shower from home things, take a shower, like, peacefully uninterrupted time to myself even wanting to scroll on you know social media for whatever it's just taking that those couple those taking that time like you said and and finding the help and being able to because I it took me a while to even get to this point because I'm totally that like prideful person like no I can do it I got this especially because I am a stay-at-home mom you kind of feel like you have to uh fill this idea of you're able to do it all and, you know, you're taking care of a home, you're taking care of your child. Like, what about me? Well, I need to take care of myself too, to be able to fulfill all those things. So that's great advice. You hear the mamas, listen, listen to, to Dula Julia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not going to be One sorry. mama to another. Exactly. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, mamas, if you're looking for support through, throughout your pregnancy, I encourage you to check out Julia's website at HudsonValleyFamilyDoulas.com or on her IG at Hudson Valley Family Doulas. And I will also be linking her website and social media in the description below. So make sure that you check that out. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. And, um, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. And it was 
always, always great talking to you. So I appreciate it. And thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It was an honor. And, um, you know, I love talking about this stuff. So even if anybody wants to hit me up just to talk birth or whatever mom stuff, I love talking about this stuff. So thank you for having me and creating this space for mamas. And um, I think that we're really going to help a lot of people. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks again, mama. You're welcome. All right. Bye.